Hello and welcome to the latest American Horror Story podcast brought to you by Bald Move. You can find all of our stuff on baldmove.com. This is for episode 511, Battle Royale, with cheese, of course. <laughs> is that the name of the episode? Yeah, Battle Royale. I actually hadn't thought about it until, <laughs> or learned that information until we started here today. This it's is the name of that movie about uh, the, Hunger the kids Games? that all, yeah. Hunger the, Games. the Hunger Games knock off? Or wait, the movie that the Hunger that was, Games yeah. knocked off? Yeah. Uh, well, you know. May the odds ever be in the intellectual property's favor. <laughs> Are there any similarities there? I, I don't know. I mean, kids fighting. Just people battle. All uh, right. People been sued for for less and for more and for equivalent amounts. Uh, but this is not the lawsuit <laughs> podcast. Uh, this is the penultimate episode, as it turns out. We, I think we, we finally got a... three. I think we finally got a straight answer. This, this is a 12-episode season. Yep. Uh, next episode's titled Be Our Guest. Although it wouldn't surprise me to... Because I thought this was going to be a 10-episode season until Wikipedia and IMD magically updated. So And it could have been. It would have been better. We thought about having a bit, you know, when we were thinking of like a Wednesday night or before it started. We'd open up and like, hey, this is the wrap-up cast for season <laughs> uh, season five, man. Really applaud uh, Murphy for knowing <laughs> when to quit early. Just didn't and, happen. And then be like, oh, wait, there's another episode and play a record-scratching sound. And, right? yeah. yeah. But we actually, I didn't think this was a terrible episode. No, I liked it. It wrapped up things I thought. I mean, it wrapped up things that it unwrapped. You know, it, sure. things were wrapped up, and then it unwrapped it, and then it wrapped it up again. But you know, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a worthless endeavor. It was entertaining. <laughs> I came up with a couple of questions while I was watching that I'd love for you to answer as we go through this. All right. Well, so that's what I thought. Did you? I, I, you've been silent. Did you? What did you think of this episode? No, I said I liked it. Okay, you did when All you right. asked me. Then I just wasn't <laughs> listening. Uh, let's get right into the recap then you can propound me off to a great start propound me with questions so we open with liz and iris from their perspective before um they shot up donovan and elizabeth liz is loading way too many guns Mm -hmm. for a reason because they only take two in their hands (laughs) um i think maybe just to display that iris is quite the weapon collector I imagine that Liz has a ton, like, or my 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 fan cannon, my head cannon says that Liz has a huge array of garter belt based holsters. Oh yeah. So she's like, you know, it's like, when am I else am I going to get to use them? <laughs> so she's got like like a spiral staircase down her leg. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with like a six. Like a rev- a six shot revolver of six shot revolvers strapped oh, to her leg, you know. I like but the that. Spiral That's staircase on the staircase. Is <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't know I needed. I didn't know I needed to see the the prequel to the shooting, but I kind of did. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, I I think it's a much more clever choice than to just show us the exact same scene to open the episode just and, to remind and, us where we are. Another good excuse uh, to get Liz. I feel like that as the season winds down. Uh, you know, Russell E is really narrowing in on the appeal of Liz because we got like two, maybe three of the long drawn out phrases. Phrases. Uh, you got to make sure she goes down and stays down. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Dennis O'Hare is really enjoying this role and I don't know. I'm going to, I think this is my favorite Dennis O'Hare 
American Horror Story role so I, far. Yeah, I and I he actually is the only actor who made the even initial cut on uh, actors for consideration for the Baldies Awards. Which, if you don't know, oh. Jim and I over the course of the last six weeks recorded about twelve hours of audio content. Um, to support the one hour of the Baldies Awards, which is the best comedy drama actors, act, actresses, whatever. Uh-huh. We call them male and female actors because we're trying to be progressive here. Well, and, you should call them just actors then if you're trying to be progressive. Well, that, But you have to have them in two separate categories. I know <laughs> you're right, but that's like the world we live in. A lot of the juicier roles go to the men and the men would just slaughter the women because think about how many starring lead roles women have in... I guess today. that makes sense, yeah. Like The Good Wife? Yeah. Like a, a, a juicy role like Skylar White is the... Yeah, if you were going to take out the gender separation, then you would have to then separate by movie genre, I think. Best comedic actor, best drama actor. And that way you can include that both might sexes be something. and then everyone... That actually might something. Because we did... Last year we didn't do separation of comedies and dramas, and the dramas just slaughtered the comedy. So this year we yeah. did it. There's just so many good things that, yeah. I mean... John Hamm doesn't deserve to be overlooked every year when Breaking Bad is good, but not as good, but it's different. So, I, Welcome yeah, I get to it. Podcast 8 of the Baldies. Uh, <laughs> 13th the hour of the Baldies speculation. <laughs> Keeps rolling on. Uh, where were so we at? So, you oh, were yes. telling me how Dennis O'Hare won he all was of the, the awards. He, he, yes, he came from a surprise, destroyed Justin Thoreau and Matt Eccleston and 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 all the others and, and uh, ended up winning the crown. No, he didn't. But he actually got the only one that got consideration. So that's how much I liked him. You got my hopes up, and, and I don't think like, that was fair. fair to play okay. with my emotions. emotions. Uh, okay. I think I think we found something to replace them, kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so wow, we haven't even started. Iris and Liz go to Elizabeth's room and proceed to shoot them up. They get a few slugs in her before Donovan shields her and takes all of the bullets. Elizabeth falls down, and they go to Donovan, but Elizabeth manages to drag herself away, um, and they escort Donovan to the street to die. Because he doesn't want to die in his hotel, trapped with all of them. I wouldn't want to either, you know? Though, up to this point, not a single vampire has become a ghost. True. So, Which there is some feedback on. Yes. Like, you know, I guess Tristan led, led, led a very complete life. Just ready to die. I guess, I mean, I wouldn't want to... do. Would I want to live as an immortal ghost in a cool hotel like this? Like, why can't I just watch Netflix and read Chill. movies and, <laughs> and you know, read movie, read books and watch movies and play video games? Yeah. Like, I, I think that these Probably ghosts... because they don't have TVs in the whole hotel? These, these, these ghosts are like those old, you know, those... Uh, you always hear about the guys who retire and they don't know what to do with themselves, so they just, you know... Start drinking or picking up woodcraft or witchcraft or something. I, I feel I like can, I can imagine it's a lot like being in jail. They don't have those resources. I haven't seen a library in this hotel. I haven't seen a television or video game systems or anything for you to actually do those things. Well, instead so, of running around I murdering could... people, I would like you know what I would I would befriend people and ask them to hey. I would steal money from the so well-off guests. So you want to spend the afterlife growing social skills? That sounds terrible. Hey, if it gets me what I want, I will. It's it's called social engineering, but not, have you seen... not social skills. <laughs> but no, well, I would. If you I were would... a person that was at ease with yourself and willing to enrich your life, 
then I don't think you're going to die and become a ghost and get stuck in this but particular hotel. But I haven't finished hotel. Deadwood. That, that alone. <laughs> I haven't seen all of Sopranos. That alone would bind me to the hotel. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would, I would steal wallets from the wealthy people and purses, and then I would all the... the you couldn't go out and spend the money. No, I, here's the thing. All of the weirdos that the hotel attracts, I would take some of the ones that look the most reliable and be like, hey, here is uh, $300. If you go out and get me a PS4... Uh, there'll be another three hundred for it. Now and they then, might disappear at the cash. And then Elizabeth sees you and kills them. I haven't seen a guest just come and stay and then leave. If yet. Elizabeth destroyed my PlayStation Four, then uh, the Liz and Iris would have a trio. I'm just saying, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah you wouldn't have to kill the love of my life. Destroying my PlayStation would be all right. Bad enough. Bitch's going down. But that's me. Yeah. I'm the guy who also naively thinks I would think I would have a ball in a nursing home. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just People say I'm crazy, but I'm like... You are crazy. I can just sit around, have my diaper changed, play video games, and Oh, you want to live there, not just hang out with the old people. I'm saying when I'm an old man in my generation, yeah. I think we'll do well in nursing homes. Because we play video games and surf the internet and... You're giving us a Watch bad name. Watch pornography. What? You're giving us a bad name. I think I'm giving us a girl. We're just ready to be put on the shelf. Kids, don't don't fuss over us. Put us in the cheapest place. It's got high-speed internet you can find. I would we'll prefer be fine. to die than to become... You know what? Let's just move on. <laughs> That's a very strong opinion on my part. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious about it. I don't want to become a liability in someone else's life. That's why you get a PlayStation. The PlayStation 16. No, I'm saying when you become a nurse, when you get go into a nursing home, you're not paying your own way. You're becoming someone else's burden now. Oh, no. There's like 25% of bald move funds being diverted into Gemini's uh, diaper care (laughs) in our our antiquity. You save up anything for your son's college? No. God, no. (laughs) So Donovan does call her mom before he finally dies. So that was that was, I, you was know wonderful. What? Whatever. They're done. Yeah, so, okay. I'm so so glad that we can have this wishy washy up and down. Is she an abusive? I mean, she they, was a terrible person. I remember we made a vow when this season started that she was terrible and irredeemable. As a mother, as a as a no, vengeful as a, as vampire, a she's kind of cool. You know, I I I'm agreeing with you. Okay. To me, it's like. You know, in, in American Horror Coven, when that one woman was shooting up Ajax, Comet, Enema's upper son, and it was clearly a terrible, abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, that's what I thought that they were talking about, unless Donovan was just being fucking dramatic. Um, I, I Like, what, how would I have felt if in Coven those two had reconciled? You know, it's like, what the f- I don't You don't I come don't back from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, once you squirt caustic uh, acid up someone's ass, you don't come back from that. And once... You talk about your mom the way Donovan talks about his mom as far as, you know, her being in, like, a religious cult and letting men take advantage of her and kind of, like, by... I got the implication him, too. I don't think you come back from that. Yeah. But whatever. You drug drug me out in the street so I can die. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> That's all you can do. Um, so... We don't know how she got here, but I'm going to assume that she crawled Elizabeth to the crawled to the chute, yeah. dragged her. She can only crawl, so she's leaving a blood trail uh-huh. that no one can follow. Right. And she drags herself up, goes into the chute, and falls down because that's the most effective way to get downstairs. It is. like I The get elevator it that, must be out of order. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, Liz and Iris chose not to follow her to go free Donovan. Having said that, you're right. There's no follow-up on her current whereabouts. 
Maybe maybe Miss Evers cleaned up the blood trail. Mm-mm. Yeah, that would be like her. It'd be nice <laughs> to see that. Like Liz is like, all right, now she's got she's got her spiral staircase going down both legs. And she's like, to... I'm ready to go. And she finds Miss Evers cheerfully finishing up the cleaning. Like, oh my, can you believe this? Yes. Where did the blood go to? Thanks oh, for the detergent. S- I got it right out. That's right. I've got so many stains. I can't <laughs> possibly keep track of them. Yeah. So um, Sally has found her down here. Oh, this is what I'm assuming is that she was just found that way. And she's pulling bullets out with her bare fingers sure because that's they don't have tools they don't have anything no ps4 no tools mm-hmm. um and then she passes out from the pain elizabeth wakes up again and sally is stitching her up and ashing inside of her open wounds uh, <laughs> sally is something straight out of cranked man yeah sally's uh, begs for elizabeth to promise that she won't leave because of her issues and uh, then she says that she used to write songs for Nick Harley and Tina Black, which are not real people. I don't think so. Did you do I, any research on that? I, I I did a little bit of research and I asked the people in the forums and no one I didn't get a response. But I would I would be very comfortable saying these are fictional people, except for this fucking show is loving yeah. to make you know make main cast characters even throwaway characters. Yeah, these are the first people who are fictional. Everyone else has been well, Prophet Moses too. It wouldn't surprise me oh, okay. if he was, but but yeah, those t- the, the the recording artists seem to be fictional. I don't know why, because this is Los Angeles, so I guess there's a lot of real life. That makes sense. Actors, like if, maybe if we get American Horror Story Nashville, we'll get a whole bunch of real life country western singers. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> the the brutal cutthroat world of recording artists. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet their stories. Oh, yeah. I bet their stories. Oh yeah. So. Um, they start to uh, feel each other up, and those sounds are recorded, and they decide that, yeah, let's keep it on the track. So she takes those two back to the hotel to get high, and this is obviously before she died. I was having some trouble with the timeline there. Well, her being in the studio is the only, I think, definitive clue, because... She looks the same in every scene we've ever seen her in. Exactly. And she says that she liked to bring people, or after they die, she says she liked to come there for some reason that I'll get to. I don't know where it is in my notes, but I guess that is this horrible experience is what sold her on coming back to the hotel for all of her other getting high trysts. Well, I thought that she kind of liked shooting up. The, 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 the Cortez is kind of like a middle-class shooting gallery but then when she had this terrible experience yeah she started coming back there just to i don't know relive her own trauma people do weird shit yeah so they're checking in and liz says that uh if you are going to be naked make sure there's a towel between you and whatever your nakedness is touching because never has a rock style been more aptly named than grunge. <laughs> and she says that Shout at the Devil was an underrated masterpiece. Again, that's something I should have looked up. But is that the name of an album that these two produced? Uh, no. Oh, that's a Motley Crue album released in, in 83. And I don't, I, I'm not sure exactly what, what, I, I don't know. I'm not a music, I'm not a music aficionado. Why should we say that to these three at this time? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe Liz was a Motley Crue fan. Maybe she was. She likes all sorts of things. Yeah. They are. She's so about Voltaire and Motley Crue, man. 
So they're shooting each other up, and they're all having sex together. Interpenile heroin injection. Why not? I don't know. I mean... <laughs> We've seen it down if, on the Nick recently. If anyone says, you know, if any if anyone says, why not in regards to heroin, they've already made some pretty terrible choices. But, so I guess, yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say about me? <laughs> Nothing I don't already know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. So... What did you think? Because uh, you know, other than go through the minutia of the scene, I'm more interested in like, why are we now getting the Sally backstory, which doesn't really fully explain, you know, her obsession for stitching people into mattresses is not the same as stitching you together. And I also thought that was pretty lame because uh, I don't think it'd take three days for me to be stitched to dead corpses before I would break through the very small amount of stitching that was done to free myself. Exactly. There, like, this isn't Aaron Ralston breaking his arm off in a canyon after three days. And of you being... don't even necessarily have to sit up and rip yourself out that way. You could just pull the thread. Sure. It would take less than three days to pull that thread yes. out from beginning yes. to end. And it's just fucking thread, man. So yeah. I thought this whole scene was kind of unpersuasive and, Couched as it is at the very end of the series, I thought it didn't do a lot to illuminate actual anything about Sally. Me either. And the fact that she's sewing up Elizabeth and she says, you don't, they don't call me hypodermic Sally for nothing. I've never heard someone call you that. And two, I think her I mean, liking to sew things and her liking right. to shoot things into her is just a loose connection of her liking needles. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like this is, a, Ryan Murphy's like, no one's going to, uh, going to buy Sally as a battlefield you know, uh, medic. So I need to put some kind of back. It's like, I don't know, man. She's been working these blood machines and injecting people. And so I, I don't, this is, this is not the weird ass thing I needed to be explained. No, I did not need that. Like my suspension of disbelief at this point in the season was not in jeopardy from her being able to whip some stitches in people. Also. Okay. So in this time, Miss Everts, Miss Evers visits for presumably the first time she appears to Sally. Uh huh. Um, and and as did the addiction demon, and does her whole, I like the shit and blood, so I'll wait for uh-huh. some shit to show up. Yeah. And the addiction demon also shows up on day two. Red letter day. So Z- JPM sent this addiction demon to her. No, so I don't know. I, there's a lot of people have questions about this addiction demon, and to me, when I hear the word demon, I think of something that's an ancient and evil force. That might have even been around before. No, you're the thinking war- of a daemon. <laughs> well, but yeah, essentially. But I, I so I'm. Uh, to me, it's like I think that Sally's addiction and some of her behavior is what attracted the demon. I don't think that, may, and maybe March has some kind of control over it. I don't know. I don't know. That's 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 the one open question that I don't know that we've gotten a satisfying answer to. Was James Patrick March's death and subsequent haunting? some sort of death curse that he placed on the entire hotel, causing everyone with unfinished business to be stuck there. I don't know. I don't know that. Was either. it the creation of the hotel itself that made that? I don't know. There's a lot of competing theories in ghost lore. Like did the trauma of all these people dying itself cause it to be a haunted site? You've already brought witches in. Could a witch could have be involved somehow at some earlier point in the season explaining mm-hmm. why? Get a, a queenie ancestor Could flashback. Miss Evers had been a witch before she died, and you lose your ghostly powers for ghostly powers. Well, we do know that her son was a ghost before he died. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the circle of life. <laughs> oh, it does move us all. So 
Also, second question. It's not moving us through the outline, though. Nick Harley. Shut up. (laughs) Edit that out. I can't stand it. (laughs) Nick Harley and Tina Black, whose names I assume they are. Why didn't they show up as ghosts? Uh, Their business was very finished. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, uh, just... They didn't know what, but the label's about to cut the record. It uh, was about to uh, cut their funding and drop them from the label. And yeah, grunge was is you know grunge was almost over at that point. Can I don't I? know what time. I don't know what they you know. <laughs> so she finishes telling Elizabeth. Kurt Cobain shot himself the next day. Like it was over. So she finishes telling Elizabeth this story, and she offers to bring her blood to s- help her heal in exchange for her making john hers forever and uh she says she asked that she bring donovan to her and says in what i thought was the most inconvincing way possible that i'll just i'll just feel a little bit just just a tiny little bit yeah and uh she says oh donovan's dead mm-hmm. so she i mean so the you're, you're taking that that was like junkie talk like i'll just i'll just suck on him a little bit exactly. she was going to have a um a kind of like uh I guess a Ramona blood frenzy or or like the uh, uh, Valentino and his uh, girlfriend lover. They're, they're going to have the rampages that they can't control. Exactly. I mean, it's a theme of the season, right? That everyone's addicted to something Uh, and we're all lying to ourselves about it. Alrighty. So she tells her that Donovan is dead. Did I say that? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Um, then we cut to the what are the last names? The Low family arriving home, and this is the first time we've seen Scarlet, and who knows when. And yeah, this is a big disappointment this season. I thought Scarlet was going to be some kind of awesome. She's got but... one more episode, but not getting my hopes up. So Holden and or Alex shows Holden to back to his room that he doesn't remember where it is. Are they going to make? Scar. I mean, is, is her in game making Scarlet and John vampires too? Like, no, I think Scarlet's ultimate fulfillment is going to be her becoming like a Van Helsing type, Scarlet Helsing. Really? <laughs> She's gonna hunt down whatever kids are left. Huh. Scarlet <laughs> the Vampire Slayer. All right, fine. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> and just kill her father the vampire kids plot killing. line was very nicely tied off this episode her and her grandmother so the whole time she's been in her grandmother's house she's been like some sort of raz al ghul batman training camp right okay sure right um so scarlet reveals that she knows that they're vampires in so many words and he says they just need to take their medicine she says oh you mean drinking blood she figures out that or she rationalizes to herself that the massacre at the school was basically her mom's fault she's close she's always making almost making that connection and how do you feel about that uh as everything that touches on alex's plot lines it's terrible yeah no i mean this this is just all this this whole thing is just a plot device to get john back to the hotel at least they kept it brief this episode yes um, so Sally brings Elizabeth two of her own children to feed on uh-huh. and she says, she says, no, I can't, I can't do that. Those are my own kids. Here's what I don't understand. If you want me to buy that, she was like, just bring me Donovan. I'll, I'll, I'll just feed off him a little bit. Fine. But once her children are there, it's like, if I buy that, this is a feeding frenzy that she can't control. 
I need to see that. Like, I don't want to see this dispassion. Because my my first question is, why doesn't Sally just hook hook these children up to the blood machine and take a little bit off of all ten or thirteen or however many she's got and bring the pints in and keep it coming? Yeah, just like, say I don't understand. And she puts the and it's the like IV in and just pulls it out. It's like why would you let her take that much? I yeah, and I I don't I, yeah. So it's like this weird dispassionate dis- eating of this children, which I guess is fucking with. Elizabeth, to what end? Because she dies in this episode and becomes a ghost. Are they implying in any way that those are the last few well, we know, people of her? We know time? she's lost Holden. She's lost Wren. Wren. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The girl got the hit children. by a bus. Yeah. And she started with 10, yeah? Yeah. And she... I don't, and, and, like, if she's going to start with someone, why didn't she bring uh, Will Drake's kid to her? Doesn't she have to eat him to get... Where is he? He's oh, still alive and human. So, yeah, well, and she, I guess she has control of the hotel because she's his guardian. Yeah. But where would his fortune revert if they, she, I don't know. It's it's complicated. We shouldn't probably think too hard. hard uh, but I agreed. I didn't understand because it seems like there's supposed to be a pathos between Gaga eating her children. But I, know, I don't ever understand. I never understood what exactly her bond with these children are. Because she said it was all about caring for abducted children, but then we found out that that was a lie, at least in Holden's case. Right. That was just a way to manipulate John. She so, like, definitely did help Ren, though. I mean, she's giving a performance implying that she really loves these children and all that, but it doesn't really hang together all the piece. It feels very stitched together, much like Sally and her boyfriend-girlfriend. But she does make a pretty convincing argument that um, if... If Elizabeth doesn't kill these children by feeding on them and coming back to her full strength, that Liz and Iris certainly will when she's dead. Which that's fine. I'm just saying that like it does, this the direction and writing and characterization here seem very and vampire physiology it's, seems very widely inconsistent. It's like they cut a line or two that really would have explained why she needed to kill them, but. Or, like, again, if, like, she was hesitant and weepy, but then in the end just savagely tears into them like an animal, that would also make sense. I assume it's either a bloodthirst that she couldn't, that, or the second part was that she needed exactly that much blood to come back to full strength to children's worth. Well, again, she has eight. So, and you're using the IV machine, which I don't, or maybe it's, like... We're supposed to understand about the baby aspirin. Like, that's this is kind of like weak saw. I don't, I man, it doesn't, none of the vampire, the glampire physiology, biology makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Agreed. So, moving, moving on. on to this part's kind of fun. I like this. Iris brings, <laughs> I'm sorry, Liz brings Iris Donovan's ashes in a campfire gold can. Do you know where we've seen campfire gold before? No. That was the coffee commercial that Elsa was in, in Freak Show. Ah. Yeah. Very nice, Murphy. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. So, it makes me wonder how many other homages I've missed. Or not homages, hints. So, they talk about how neither of them have seen Elizabeth yet since she disappeared. And she leaves Iris alone to grieve. <laughs> And she starts to rub the ashes into the bedspread and compares Donovan to his father. She's making a zen a zen garden out <laughs> of the bed, you know, getting all feng shui with it. Yeah. So, any thoughts about that? No, I don't. Under again, I don't understand uh, Iris and Donovan's relationship. Uh, I don't understand why she would take his 
his ashes and spread it over the bed and then have Miss Evers come to clean him up with the bagless vacuum. I, I don't understand any of that. She get to keep the vacuum? Is that her reward? And then why does she wander outside into the roof? I thought, well, maybe she's going to jump or she's going to do something. But nothing really came of that. It was just a kind of sick scenery shot. Yeah. So Elizabeth fe- feeds on the children to death. And Sally asks how she's feeling, and she says, uh, just leave me alone. So Did Ms. Sally just keep bringing a train of children as she killed all of them? Because that would be another Maybe. way to just neatly Maybe. tie this together. Yeah. So Ms. Evers comes to the room, and if only she had w- held out for the witch to arrive, right? Mm. So Ms. Evers comes to the room and finds Iris... Uh, completely covered in her body in ashes, and she spread them across the bed and the floor. So I assume the Zen Garden turned into more of like a making a snow or a snow angel <laughs> or an ash angel. Just roll, roll, roll in the ashes. I yeah, and I don't know. She asked her to use things. Might have gotten a little inappropriate with the ashes. <laughs> you gotta grieve. I mean, people grieve in different ways. <laughs> I think there's you know, <laughs> if I die, I want you to cremate me, spread all spread my ashes all, and I want you to roll in them deal and then also not bathe for like a week it's kind of like ash you know like when when the catholics go around with ash on their forehead except for all of your body and all week long we'll see how much i still love you at the time of your death (laughs) your proper response is bitch you're dead i ain't doing chores for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh she asks miss evers to use the fancy new bagless vacuum to sweep him up and she goes to the roof and the wind carries his ashes away I thought it would be interesting if, as she's standing in the bright sunlight, the ashes just sort of dissipate from her, you know, because he's a vampire. Mm, and it's just. Uh, but no, you just see it kind of floating away, and she's just making peace with her son being dead. Also, she's out in broad fucking daylight with no protection and nothing at all, and she's, oh, she's experiencing no too. discomfort. Okay. That's what yep. I'm saying. Yeah, that makes it super... Like, do you have to have a big umbrella and sunglasses and long sleeve dress and glazed gloves to go outside? Yeah. Or can you just walk out as in your house? Elizabeth said it was uncomfortable for them, but I've not seen a single scene of a vampire in daylight being uncomfortable. Maybe that's what we're supposed to understand. The iris brought home with Alex that one time. I know. And he asked her to close the blinds, but they just come from outside. I know. She's standing on the roof. Ramona has flashlights pointing at her, but there's a full there's a door full of full sunlight flooding in behind her, and that's not bothering that's her. That's I'm saying. Like I think that maybe going out on the roof is supposed to be an act of like mild flag- flagellation. Like she's kind of torturing herself. Like I want to be uncomfortable right now, but again, there's wildly inconsistent with this stuff. So what the fuck? So Liz and uh, Iris enter the locked murder corridor. Mm-hmm. Why? And they f- because they know Ramona's still in there. Oh, that's right, they do. Okay. They don't know about all the other stuff. They find a slew of children's bodies, Will Drake, and then ultimately the locked or the empty Ramona cage. I think they assume she'd still be locked up there. Sure. So, <laughs> in a very hilarious fashion, start to run and scream uh-huh. away. Ramona corners them, and yeah, uh, Liz running in the heels, pretty entertaining. Yeah. And they offer to bring her a fresh, warm body in exchange for her help killing Elizabeth. And also, you see in this scene that she has contracted the children's measles. Oh, that's 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 what all the cracks about the complexion were. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought it was just like her still looking weird because she hasn't fed in a long time. No. She's... Much like, because you know how the, 
Valentino got all shriveled and mummy-like after he hadn't been, so I just I was just extrapolating, well, that's what Ramona looks like after a few days or weeks of deprivation. So, but no, yeah. She's had plenty. Just I didn't, sick I didn't get the whole measles thing. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So a new guest arrives as they're debating on who to feed to her, and it's... Uh, Gabourey Sibide. Yep. Queenie from Coven. It's a large, it's a large woman. So Nothing says loving of... like a coven in the oven. Oh, God. <laughs> that so was the, that was a mnemonic device I used to stop saying coven because that's how I pronounced it until you made fun of me for several weeks. Uh, so it's revealed that she is Queenie from Coven and she's here to cheat her way into the prices, right? So she should be applauded for cheating with her powers. And Lynn recognizes her from being on CNN. And have I, you watched this Price is Right lately? No. I used to love the Price is Right when I'd stay home from sick and I've stay heard from about it plenty it. on Harmontown. But I don't know, man. I feel like it's something weird with the, with the Price is Right Drew Carey era. Why? He just doesn't look. I, it's. I feel like Bob Barker is psychically of... feeding off of his life energy. Like how skinny he is now. Well, and plus Bob Barker's still alive. How fucking old is this guy? Bob Barker's dead. No, he's not. Everyone thinks that, but he's feeding off the life force of Drew Carey. He is still alive. He's aged 92 now. He retired like 10 years ago. Yeah, almost exactly 10 years ago. Because he was too fucking old to do it, and he's still alive. And Drew Carey keeps getting shrink, and his eyes are all hollow and black, like he's living in this nightmare. I, I, it's, it's uncomfortable for me to watch. Well, that's not the show we're watching. I mean, there's witches involved. How do you know? I also believe that game shows are kind of a dead. That's thing. what it's going to be. American Horror Story game show is next. Is next season. <laughs> there you go. That's terrifying. <laughs> so and and, and and here's Murphy telling us, like, fuck your your top hats and shit. Price is right. Right mentioned in the show. <laughs> so they. <laughs> so. Iris sends Liz up first to prepare the room, and they follow shortly afterwards. As soon as Queenie walks in, she senses all that bad juju. They're not playing this cool at all, too. They're like... No, no, not at all. Yeah. So she says, I want to change rooms, and they say that, uh, we're almost to capacity. We'll, we'll look into it for you. Just use this room for now. And she goes into the bathroom to clean up, and Ramona pops out of the shower and cuts her. Mm-hmm. At uh, what point did you remember that she's a voodoo lady? When she pointed out, aha, you stupid bitch, I auto-heal and yeah. hurt you. Exactly. When she cut her and then had the mirror cut, I thought that she had cut her back or some something. I, I was just yeah, it's about that. It's about that point. I didn't have to, like, for really slow people, she actually spells it out because yeah. you forgot. I'm a living voodoo doll. We are but... the really slow people. So they fight for a while. Queenie gets the better of Ramona by having a better power and I also having like more how strength she doesn't really. want to she's just annoyed like look i'm on vacation you know i don't have time for all this she's just gonna walk out uh yeah but then we learn that in uh the world of dead beings that uh ghost beats witch yeah this is this is an idea that vampire nathan p independently discovered but the whole principle that vampire witch ghost is like rock paper scissors Ghost beats witch, which beats vampire, and presumably vampire beats ghost. Although JPM yeah. is winning with the Liz, I guess we, that's JPM's like the ultimate. 
Yeah. Or I mean, well, ghost is ghost is we'll seems see. to be triumphant. You can't kill ghosts, so how can I don't you know. Beat it? We got one season. We got one episode left. If uh, Iris uh, bully like, for you thinking ho- that you're going to get answers, <laughs> <laughs> not answers, but I'm saying if Iris is a vampire and she sets the hotel on fire, thus destroying JPM, then you can def- def- definitely and defiantly say that uh, vampire beats ghost. Mm-hmm. So JPM says that he saved. If not, ghost is just OP, way overpowered. That game is broken. So. Uh, JPM says that he saved Ramona to get her help killing Elizabeth and trapping her in the hotel forever so that she doesn't get away from him. And she feeds off Queenie and becomes super powered. Uh-huh. Um, John comes home. I thought that was a crazy, like the visual of her feeding on Queenie. Like just rolling around on each other and the yeah. blood soaked t shirt and just <laughs> queen the, pool the way Gabaret is like doing the cause she's just kind of like Yeah. Just rolling back and forth on the bed. <laughs> and Angela Bassett is just on top just trying to ride this thing to wherever she's going. It, it just I it cracked me up every single time I watched it. I don't <laughs> think I was supposed to have that reaction. But it was very comical. So, uh, John comes home from something. Yeah. The grocery store. Sure. With a man in his trunk and says, you swear you're drug free, um, to set something up. I guess he's going to feed that person to Holden and Scarlet. Mm. I mean, the other one, the adult Scarlet, Alex. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're all murderers except for Scarlet at this point. So there's no illusions, but I thought with Alex that they might have some kind of way to just get fucking blood from hospitals. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they control that and, you know, blah, blah, blah. She did a hard quit on her job by just not showing up one day. And (laughs) and being gone for weeks and weeks. Transmitting a virus intentionally to a child. Sure. uh, You know, that doesn't reflect well in your performance review. Mm -mm. Um, So he comes inside and finds that his family is entirely gone. And the key to room 64 is hanging from the light fixture. Uh, John... Enters room 64, gun drawn, and finds Sally on the bed waiting for him. And she reminds him of the promise that he made to JPM to finish the Ten Commandments murders. And the last one is thou shall not commit murder. I don't think anybody had Elizabeth in this pool. But that seems that was the obvious choice by the time we got this point in the episode. Exactly. Of course. Of course it is. Um, Little... I'm a little disappointed that Hef didn't get to call all of the things and John didn't kill himself at that point. Well, Sacrifice but I himself still, for but, his but, family or something. But Hef has got the problem, uh, you know, the, the classic Nostradamus problem that some of his predictions are so contradictory. Like if John killed himself, then he couldn't, then JPM couldn't inhabit his body, I wouldn't think. Right. So he's still got, you know, it's it, he's hedging his bets there. It's like, uh, you know, he got pretty good odds on the whole... Uh, jpm killing john but then he heads with the he might also possess his body right so uh ramona is wearing Smart gambler ramona is wearing an amazing dress of liz's and liz is jealous that she lo- looks better in it than she does i think we missed out on a real opportunity here for like a fashion montage but yeah it's just me yeah um, well that's what that's where the official prediction will drake just turns this into a zombie ghost witch fashion show yeah, just an just eternal... A, a, a 24-7, we don't have to stop to eat, breathe, take shits, anything. It's just going to be a never-ending fashion show. Yeah, we can all get along. You just need to find what you have in common. That's it. 
Uh, uh, what do you make of the revelation, or I guess confirmation, that vampires can't be photographed? That's I know that I've said that to you before, and you've shot me down. Just because it's glampires, and I because took Elizabeth word said that... it in the in the episode where she first met Tristan. No, no, no. It was the episode where they were talking about their wedding. She said that she didn't want to have a bunch of photographers there because she wouldn't show up in the photographer. But see. I took that as her being cautious because she also mentioned that you can't be seen in public because it causes questions about like, oh, my God, this person is still like, you know, if you got an immortal person, it's the classic Highlander problem. You have to be careful about your identities and when you pick up new ones and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because people put two and two together like, wow, you have an age in 20. Wow, you have an age in 40 years. This is this mm-hmm. is weird. But no, I guess it's just they can't be photographed. So Ramona's feeling pretty good as she heads up to Elizabeth's room. Um, Elizabeth arrives. I had I had a serious problem with this, that she showed up in her room, fully dressed, fresh manicure. Her hair looks nice. Where was she? Where did she go to get these clothes and things before she just went back to her room for a drink and a cigarette? Right. Like she's waiting for Ramona to show up. Yeah. Or I guess she's waiting for somebody to show up. I don't know. This doesn't make it. A... Or Sally made really good on her promise to get her fully healed before she sent her back. Right? Yeah. She drained all of her children and then went and got like you know, this kind of quaffing and dress and makeup hours. Yes. Hours. I mean, I understand the drive to put Lady Gaga in something really glamorous in every scene. Yeah. I mean, she even looked amazing when she's laying on an old mattress with bullet wounds through her. Sure. But that, I just thought that really hard to believe. Yeah, I thought that she could seduce Ramona in in a, a simpler fashion. I don't know. I, I also I just don't buy. I'm so I'm so turned off by Ramona falling for this bullshit garbage. But I guess it fall that that follows in with the addiction thing and also mirrors Donovan's arc as well. And mm-hmm. I we don't even know if she's dead, but I think she's dead. So going back to the rock paper scissors thing, I guess vampire pussy beats witch's blood. Stronger than yeah. All right. Pussy game strong. So Elizabeth smells Ramona before she sees her, and says that it's not the Shalimar that gives you away, which I assume is a perfume smell. Mm-hmm. But she says your blood smells like walnuts. What the fuck does a walnut smell like? I don't know. I can tell you what an almond smells like. Can you? Yeah. Like if I, I like That's if I crushed up better. peanuts, cashews, Brazilian nuts, macadamians, walnuts, and hazelnuts, and chestnuts, you could pick those nutty. No, I'm saying that I know what an almond smells like, and it smells like cherries. Hmm. They always do cherry almonds, this or that. We have some it smells like gangrene apparently at home. But I don't know. I, I assume it has. Huh? All right. I don't know. I guess this... it has a smell, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Going back to the blood scent thing. You live long enough, you pick out smells. I guess. Going back to the blood scent thing, not a huge fan of because I thought it's a silly concept. And Elizabeth smells like black licorice. And gross. Everyone gross... hates black licorice. Yeah, but she's irresistible. What the fuck? Ugh. She tasted like a, or smelled like a Twizzler, then that would make she sense. She probably tastes like Jägermeister, which is why she attracts all these <laughs> douchebags. <laughs> Uh, so Ramona has <laughs> literally has live bears running through her veins, <laughs> <laughs> but she, and she wants to kill her, but she's having trouble. That didn't affect her. her smell, by the way. Like, the you know, the, gr- the grizzly smell. <laughs> I thought she'd smell like a can of skull with that stuff going on. Bears that have been living on walnuts. <laughs> uh, 
So how about a picnic basket? She's having trouble getting working up to killing her, and Elizabeth comes around to apologizing for what she did. I don't know. I think it's more of a manipulation apology. Well, of course it is. So then a real atonement and wanting to die, which is what I thought she was leaning towards. No, nope. um, that's not the Elizabeth says, we know and love. And she says, you know what? Instead of killing me, take the hotel. I want to get the fuck out. And Just me and my little boy, Bartholomew. Bartholomew. That's the one. I thought there was one vampire child left and that was it. Yeah, it's Bartholomew. I forgot about that shithead. Yeah, what's going to happen with that? Jesus. So... She says, just a lot of loose let me and my baby go. And she says, well, then just screw me instead. And that's what they do. And we don't see the fate of Ramona. Or we don't see Ramona again this episode. Yeah, which makes me wonder. Some mild speculation that she killed her post-coitus, during coitus. Had to have. Still an Did explanation. She? Maybe she's just smoking a cigarette in bed and enjoying it. Maybe, this. but then why was she letting Gaga go? Because she screwed her. But she then it was kill her- me, but screw me first. This is screwing up the order of operations here. Uh, I think the problem with Elizabeth and or the problem with all of her lovers is that they just get too attached to her and they can't do that. Uh. Just like Donovan wanted to, but then he got. No, I, I get it. Spell. Like it, there's a lot of symmetry here. Just I don't know how much of a fan I am of it. Well, it doesn't matter because she goes to Elizabeth. She goes to the elevator. The doors open, and she is gunned down for realsies <laughs> just, this time. Yeah, and just John smiling the whole time. Yeah. Pretty good. And she is the thou shalt not commit murder murder. And he places her head in the macabre display, making it complete. What Uh, is that going to look like in 50 years? Oof. I don't know. I assume it's all perfectly preserved. Maybe vampires don't rot. Because it's been 100 years since the first one. The ears? Yeah, but ears, like, I feel like they they, they look kind of mummified and shriveled. Like, heads are just going to, you know. So you got to take care with a pres- head preservation, I would assume. You should make it like a, an official shrunken head. Yeah, like Elizabeth's shrunken head would be pretty cool. So Sally arrives, and she's got a knife with her, and she lunges to kill him. JPM stops her from doing so, and uh, John storms out. Uh, I don't see a happy ending for these three people. Nope, and JPM is like half looking pretty good because he says I have further need of him on the outside. So, but I don't think John's going to be as willing to participate. Well, as, but they can because he thinks that they are. But they can just keep kidnapping his family, right? <laughs> like this is the fatal flaw. That's true. Like you keep, uh, you know, you pay a uh, extortioner or a blackmailer, you're going to have a blackmailer the rest of your life. I do not see how they're going to wrap this up next episode. I, yeah, like they're just going to be half the threads dangling. Yeah. So Ms. Like Evers so many and Sally corpses. Ms. Evers and JPM prepare for another dinner with Elizabeth. He asks about her first time. She says, do you mean when I first had intercourse? And he says, no, when you realize that you were a ghost. She, Elizabeth arrives and he, he greets her at the door. She says, and she's no- wearing this dress that neckline plunges to her pubic bone. I love it. It's pretty amazing. Um, You know, there's like a... A see-through. Was it? Because I actually, yeah. I thought, I assumed that on the first time through, but when we were watching it last night and I was taking my notes, I thought, I don't think so. I think that's... A lot of, like, dancers and... Because how would that, you'd have to tape it on, right? It wouldn't just... Yeah, absolutely. Fabric doesn't work that way. just breasts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, like, dancers and ice skaters wear that kind of stuff where it looks like it's just a strappy sure, thing, but sure. yeah. Right. I saw the Rockettes were wearing it in the Christmas special. Ah. Um, so... 
she says there's no pain, there's no passion, and with no passion, there's no fire. And with no fire, there's no marshmallows. With no marshmallows, <laughs> life isn't worth living at no all. S'mores. And <laughs> he forgives her for turning him into the police, and she says, so I didn't do it. And she just waits for the cookie to crumble, which she does. Uh-huh. And Miss Evers reveals that she was the one who turned him in. And she left the handkerchief and framed him so that they could die together. I don't understand why she did this. After eternity, he'd eventually coming around, I think is what the implication was. But how does she know they'd be ghosts together? Well, I mean, so it's like the kind of Romeo and Juliet romantic notion. You're right. I don't think she knew that there was going to make ghosts. It's more like, if I can't have him, no, no one, one can. can. And oh. I'll die, and he'll die with me, and we'll be together in heaven. She probably believed in heaven. She's yeah. a, what, like a 1920s era scholarly maid? She'd, she'd believe in heaven, wouldn't she? <laughs> sure, why not? Probably still does. Um, so she wants to be seen, and she wants her love to be reciprocated by him after a very very sad plea and he tells her to get the fuck out forever and banishes her and she quotes some sick burns from hamlet right at, back at him she removes her apron and she feels freed by this so she's not in love with him anymore because he shot her down finally right well so also once you're a ghost in the cortez is there any way that you can not be a ghost because if you're stuck there because you've got unfinished business I mean, this is a classic movie trope, right? As a ghost. Yeah, I, would, I kind of or... expected her to fade away in the mist or something, you know? Like mm-hmm. when Aragorn released the uh, traitors at the end of uh, the, the Lord, final Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. And they all just like dissolve in the scrubbing bubble mist. <laughs> so they toast to... I wasn't listening, but I assume they toasted to um, someone getting their period. <laughs> said not once a month but from now on until the stars <laughs> fall from the sky and the heavens burn in conflagration which is what it feels like for me so right. <laughs> you might be experiencing an iron deficiency darling <laughs> so uh yeah elizabeth cries he looks happy she looks pretty upset but you know they've both gotten what they deserve yeah it's um, i feel i mean it's impossible to feel sympathy for any of these characters like can I get a quick quick read on your feels for Elizabeth becoming the first vampire ever to also become a ghost? Ah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> it does seem very hard to believe. Although that, it, I mean, in this particular episode, it seems like that was a fear that Donovan, Donovan had. Um, We've never seen it happen before. So who are the vampires who've died in here? Uh, uh, Tristan. Tristan, that's it, right? Oh, Will Drake, no? Will, no. no he was not a Will Drake wasn't a vampire. It's just a one. So, I guess they're, I mean, that's the thing, like, it does, it seems like he would be prime candidate to come back as a ghost. So, yeah, I think Murphy has a little bit of explaining to do, and he'd probably be, probably be like, ah, it's not the point, it's so not the point of this series. Like, I, I just feel like he doesn't sweat the details he doesn't want to sweat. And yeah. And he's like, uh, it's been five seasons, y'all, have you been watching the show? Come on now. So it's like, I can't, I can't, I feel like I can't attack him in the way I do like Scott Gimple in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Because there's no allusions to what he's trying to do here. Like it'd be, I mean, those, that'd be a petty complaint to be like, well, it's inconsistent. None of these motivations and whatever makes sense. He's like, yeah, but look at Gaga's dress. It was fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) And my musical selections for this episode were impeccable. So uh, okay, there. okay, you win. Yeah, I mean, it's a different kind of show. You got to be able to shift gears on it. 
yeah, I mean, you can complain about it. It's fun to complain. It's fun to bitch and, and moan about it, but it's it, I don't have any heat with it. Yeah. I mean, I I I joined the show in season three of Coven, uh, which everyone had said, oh, it's really fallen far from its former glory. I feel like that's my fate. Like, I'm going to join these campy supernatural shows as they're dying, like in True Blood and I know. American Horror. but. You know, so know. maybe people have been fans from the very beginning. I have a bigger cause for complaint. But to me, this is kind of par for the course. Yeah, I've been watching from the beginning or watched from the beginning. I get more annoyed when they can't get character beats. Like Alex has just been terrible top to bottom. I think it's always been just a, a jumbled mess. But I think that's what's fun about this show. Yeah, but when, like I'm saying, when you can't execute a consistent tone in a scene, like oh, Elizabeth eating these children... Yeah, that bothers me. But, you know, in the moment, right, like I'm not going to be thinking a, a year from now. God damn she They really fucked up that scene. Should be a contractual obligation next year for her. Like you have to have someone who can tell a story consistently. <laughs> uh huh. That's it. Yeah. That's it's all not I that want. hard to tell a good horror story. It doesn't have to. I mean, you can have camp and fun and. It does seem like, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like this season's been fairly successful Drama. at having some things were horrifying, some things were genuinely affecting, some things were campy and fun. Um, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of rivaling Co- Coven for my affection. I want to give Kevin, the, or Coven, Kevin. I want to give Kevin. I want to give Coven the nod because Kevin it's, never gets any credit. It's uh, series intro was much creepier. Like, it still is the best one, in my opinion. But, I don't know. Uh, shall we get the feedback? Yes, please. Hef from Connecticut said, really like this episode. There's a few key points for me to note. What the fuck was up with Iris making Donovan sandcastles? I didn't entirely understand what was happening here. Neither me did you we. both, Hef. Mrs. Evers has really become one of my favorite characters. I like how she's progressed from a lunatic to a grieving mother to a jilted lover and an overall sympathetic character. I especially enjoy her new experiences with modern cleaning and laundry appliances. It's like a kid opening presents on Christmas morning. I, you know, her unfinished business might be the her unresolved grief about her child. That might be why she's not she's free of March, but not the hotel because that's her big beef. It seems like, and I don't yeah. know how you move past that. That makes sense. Uh, March is still awesome. All in caps. His lines in this episode are solid. You may be a witch, but I'm a ghost. Another of my favorite characters. I'm still looking forward to seeing where the uh, possession stuff goes for the finale. He's referring, of course, to his. His theory about uh, JPM possessing John in some kind of our first name starts with J ritual. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was significant that he saved John from Sally's attack as he stated he still has plans for John. And John has also just stated he felt complete, which means leads me to believe that he wouldn't have become a ghost anyway. What do you think on that? What do you got? A, you got an opinion on that take? Like John stating, I feel complete that he could have died there. And the irony would have been that Sal, he would have been he escaped Sally's clutches. Um, no, because I think, I think there's a difference between you saying I'm okay and you actually being okay. Hmm. So I don't, no, I don't think so. Okay. Plus he could have just had the blood, bloodlust rush bullshit. going. Yeah. Uh, also, Glampire Ghost can happen, it seems. Are we to believe that, oh, there's the other one. 
uh, that Aaron's nudie crush and Tristan were completely set. Oh, I outed myself. My secret identity is blown. Aaron's nudie crush and Tristan were completely. Aaron. Oh, I was like, who's Aaron on this show? I forgot that your name was Aaron for a second. Maybe Stop it. This. Stop <laughs> it. Stop putting my name out in the streets. Aaron Wade. God Bruce damn. Wade's secret brother. God damn. Are we to believe that Aaron's nudie crush and Tristan were completely satisfied and had no unfinished business so they didn't become phantoms? Uh, no, okay, Tristan oh, maybe. Oh, second vampire. Yes, That's exactly, yeah. So Tristan maybe because his head's full of cotton candy. No fucking way does Nudie Crush not become... I love that's become her name, by the way. Uh, no way does that be... I'm sure not, you would love that. She does not become that. a ghost. No way. Right, no. No. Or Valentino, for that matter. He didn't die There's in the, the hotel. Th- he didn't? No. Oh, that's right, he died in the... Shitty motel. Yeah, the no-tell motel. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Elizabeth was a malformed, creepy infant that we haven't seen in a couple months, but will its existence mean anything next week? That's a very big loose end that they, I think they have to f- figure out, right? Yeah. Like, they, they can't just have Bartholomew going nowhere. And that would also be, like, I get that she's resigned to her fate by, J- by JPM, but if she really loves this child they had together... Wouldn't she want to continue living her ghostly life so she can care for it? I wonder why JPM's never showed interest in the child. Because he's a sociopath? I mean, but... Elizabeth isn't. But the thing about narcissists, what I think narcissism is a quality of a sociopath, is that they love things that they've created. You ever known but a narcissist? But, but imagine if a narcissist they, they had love that. Wait, imagine themselves nah, first, nah, 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 and nah. then their children, and then everything they've done. But the whole thing with narcissists is, yes, they love their creations, but their everything involving themselves and their creations have to be perfect. I would think that JPM would reject Bartholomew because it'd be like holding a mirror up to himself. I don't know. It's the same. I mean, you have and a that's child. Some Dorian Gray shit. You look at the child. You look past its flaws. No, I judge. Yeah, you uh, judge the shit out of your child. Yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I get it. Yeah, but I'm not a sociopathic narcissist. So no, I'm just saying, as a parent, no matter what kind of parent you are, or maybe not a parent so much, it's just something that you really love. You're willing to look past its. Flaws. I don't think he loves it because it's a it's a hideous monster, and he doesn't see himself as a hideous monster. He sees himself right. as some evolved form of life who sees past all the bullshit and he's handsome and he's rich and he's got a suave accent and all that maybe thinks the child's not his no well i don't know i'm just saying that i can imagine a sociopathic narcissist rejecting the child just because it's it's imperfect and flawed uh nathan says anyone who thinks queenie is dead for reals should remember that season three had a pretty much every main character dead at some point and everyone seemed to come back Especially Queenie, who shot herself in the head. Valid. I mean, I, it wouldn't upset me if uh, Wait, she Lily Rabby. Yeah, if Lily Rabby came and buries her into some LA mud, and I completely forgot about that. Yeah, and I don't know. Is Lily? Did Lily Rabby survive that season? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm questioning she everything. She brought herself I know. back from the dead. She brought Sarah Paul. I think she brought like every. Literally everyone got like the redhead that got burnt up in the fire. Like, you can be really dead, dead, and still come back from life. Except when you really, really die, die. Except. Did anyone really die, die in that season? Obviously not. Um, 
What was more annoying to me, though, is Queenie had two scenes with Iris, who looks suspiciously like the racist old lady she used to hang out with, and Ramona, who looks suspiciously like her ex-voodoo group leader, yet Murphy didn't have any, I think I've seen you somewhere before, or you remind me of someone moments. A really missed opportunity. No. In fact, she also didn't recognize that Liz G, or I'm sorry, not Liz G, my fault, um, that Liz Taylor also suspiciously looks like the creepy butler from Coven, too. I'm willing to look past that because they're not. That's the. I mean, thing. It's, just, it's the it's the musical principle. It's like you don't actively acknowledge the fact that the group of you are singing about something. It's just another scene where, you know, the story is being told through song. Yeah, it's like quantum leap. You know, it's like when um, Sam would jump back into another timeline or a body. He always looked like himself to the camera until he looked in the mirror and he saw that he was a beautiful model or he was a football player or an astronaut or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, to me, that's what this is like. Like, these are separate characters. So, yes, of course, on camera they look the same, but they don't physically resemble themselves unless Ryan Murphy names them the same name and then the match. What would be really interesting is to see Queenie meet her character from American Horror Story. Or, I mean, the, the, the freak show. You know, she was the daughter of the maid. Right. Like, what would that, then what would happen? Right. Would the universe collapse upon itself? <laughs> yes. Would it be like if Marty McFly touched his... Tristan Tristan in his full model aggression meets Dandy? Yeah. See who has a better crybaby off? Yeah. No, that would be cool. That's the premise for next season. All these alternate realities meet. It's it's American Horror Story, Russell Edgington. It's just all the characters <gasps> that Dennis O'Hare has played. It's the big... It's the butler, it's the big cock monster, it's Liz. You mean the double cock monster? <laughs> the double, yes, the double big cock monster. Um, yeah. It's the it's the burned up face guy from Murder House. It's And they just live in like a, a real world, like MTV style real world house. And their characters get, wouldn't that be kind of amazing? That would be. Like they're all trying to cohabitate these weird. Real world horror story. <laughs> Yes. American Horror Story, real world, Russell Edgington. Are you listening, Ryan? Because <laughs> we rules. need you to really be paying attention. <laughs> uh, it took until the penultimate episode to understand, this is continuing for Nathan, to understand why Sally sews people into mattresses. Oh, wait. Still, we have no clue. If anything, it would have been more gruesome if she's sewing people together throughout the season rather than return to her backstory right before we're about to stop caring about American Horror Story for yet another year. It's as Murphy forgot that she had that character trait from the first episode and is only now trying to haphazardly sew it back into the main plot. Could have been better. Um, also, this is the greatest. Liz kills it once again. Poor Miss Evers. At least she's free of the late Gatsby starring Evan Peters. <laughs> I love the late Gatsby. I wish we had come up with that like six weeks ago. Yeah. Because it's just his little salute at the end of the episode... All it needed was a, a Baz Luhrmann score and fireworks going off to be a great Gatsby ripoff. Or homage, I should say. Agreed, and it works on a lot of levels. Michelle from Eureka. Uh, Iris is smearing the ashes over the bedspread. She has a thought on this. It made me wonder. Donovan didn't die in a hotel, but his ashes became part of it via the bedspread. Will he then be trapped in a hotel in some form? I don't agree with that one, but her other take is... Or was this a throwback to Iris finding him ODing on the bed in 1994 so that she was getting closure on his death? I like that one. The fact that she was covered in ashes when she was done made me wonder what the fuck she did in that room afterward. Did she throw his ashes all over the room? Did she roll around them on the bed? Which would be super weird, but a drop in a bucket compared to the goings-on in this damn place. I did like that she released some of the air, uh, released some up to the air on the roof. 
I was afraid at first, though. I thought she was going to jump. Us too. Also, I thought she burst into flames or something, but none of that came to pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then says, Liz, oh, Liz, with your flowing diaphanous gowns and your prolonged pronunciations. My favorite character of this entire series from all the seasons. Liz. She's the favorite. This might be my favorite character that Dennis O'Hare has ever played at all. Hmm. My hope for the end of this thing is that veteran Russell Edgington. We need to have a battle royale where Russell Edgington and Liz fights for their affections in our hearts. Agreed. Um, Although I think that Russell just rip her spine out. (laughs) Uh, My hope for this, the end of this thing is that Liz, Iris and Miss Evers take over the hotel. Uh, Liz burns the place through the ground. I can just see her standing there in her fabulous costume and jewelry and all her fabulousness saying something like, burn, bitch. Not so good at drawing out the ch sound. No. As she burn, strikes... Burn, bitch. Burn, bitch. No, no, okay. no, that doesn't work. As she strikes uh, the match and drops it, lighting the flames, and then striding off into the distance, flowing robe or gown, flowing away in the breeze. Oh, God, I would love that scene. Aaron talks about, oh, my God, I blacked out at the scene frequently. This would be my blackout moment. <laughs> and she wonders if next week's the finale. Yes, yes I think it it's. Uh, in fact, it's con- it's confirmed because F- now that I remember, on the it. next week it said on the finale. Finale, yeah. So we got just one week to go. Uh, Nathan P writes, uh, "Ode to the Countess." <laughs> see if you see see if you can figure out what he's doing here. And so Gaga the Countess truly bites the bullet. She's had a whole season of playing the love game. It all started with her dance in the dark with Donovan and the swingers, but eventually she wanted another one of those boys, 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 and took Tristan, discarding him later. She filled her hotel with so many glampire children who were all my little monsters. She took Ramona away from the spotlight and movie paparazzi to a life of jewels and drugs and then tried to marry the knight, I mean Will Drake. It was only when he insulted her baby who was born this way that she, did, that she sent him to his death to become beautiful, dirty, rich. Little did she know that Alex and John were also sending the bad kids to Ramona's prison, which would only make her stronger. Donovan ended up killing her timeless glampire lover, to which she confronted him, just dancing to Drake. It was only the intervention of Iris and Liz that could put Donovan at peace. Gaga's disciples had just become her Judas. It looked like she might get away, even in her final confrontation with another one of her bad romances. But Ramona couldn't see past her poker face. Yet, just when she was on the edge of glory, and it seemed like she might escape... She was stopped by John, and then bang, bang, my baby shot me down, leaving any that still remained to do what you want rather than live under her, her, under her spell. To her death, I can only give... Applause? Yes! <laughs> yes, you caught on to the name game. That's pretty impressive. Nathan, I felt like uh, there was a little shame. There was, there was some shame, shame tinge that he, said, that, that he sent this email and went to all this troubled effort, but I... Why I, would you I, shame him for that? This I didn't amazing. shame. He was shaming himself. He had some self shame, and I just want I you to say there's that's true. nothing to be ashamed of in that. I I was I was tickled and entertained. It was amazing. I laughed. Yeah, but there's like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen songwriters. That's not bad. It's almost her entire discography. I think if Murphy cared to listen to her podcast, I would make him happy, Nathan. Now, maybe you can be ashamed for bringing joy into his life, but, you know, not on this Stop podcast. Stop shaming Nathan. I'm not. I'm saying he should All be ashamed. You. Except for that last time when I kind of sort of did. I lost. You introduced the idea of shame and then told him not to be ashamed. He, I didn't read the part. I did, not read, I did not read the preamble of his email where he said, I'm so fucking embarrassed. He, he said something. No, he said nothing of the sort. 
Do you want to make a relationship bet on this? I can pull it up right now. Do you want to make a relation? Would you Would you care to make this interesting, Cecily? He said, okay, this is bad, like really bad, but I had to at least try. Boom. I guess he didn't feel ashamed, but I no, assume that no he's, shame a, he's a good it. person because when he does something bad, he feels ashamed for it. That was my QED. But he didn't actually do a bad thing, and therefore he shouldn't feel ashamed. <laughs> Maybe we should just take all If you out. would like to send a shame-based email, you can do so at ahs at baldmove.com. Or if you're more of a public humiliation, you can get into forums.baldmove.com, do where we have a forum just for American Horror Story. Be proud of your works and what you do, and continue to send emails to us. Yes. To the attention of me, I'll take all of the people who love themselves. <laughs> uh, we've got some exciting news. So we're, we're, we've made it uh, Bald Move official that we're doing a Banshee podcast, me and Cecily. And Banshee premieres January 29th. I think you mean we're doing a podcast on Banshee. Um, so January 29th, what is that? That is a Monday, correct? No, that's a Friday. So we'll probably um... we'll probably have the podcast out the following Monday. Seems reasonable to me. So yeah, if you are a fan of uh, Cinemax's Banshee, and this is its final season... Um, we seem to be the final seasoners. Yeah, we're the under we're the undertakers of the bald move <laughs> <laughs> so podcast family. If this season of Banshee sucks, and we have to stop ruining our own. And shows we do. For if if this turns into a season seven of True Blood, then we we have to stop podcasting. Yeah, we it's we have to take one for the greater good of television watching humanity and right. stop ruining people's beloved classics before people start to figure it out and come after us. On the other hand, if it's awesome, then we're going to roll on and do Penny Dreadful. Yep. So, uh, you sh- you shouldn't have to wait as long uh, a time to get uh, to get uh, Aaron. God damn it, an Aaron Cecily fix <laughs> as as you have typically. So there you go. Uh, we will see you next week for the finale. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Cecily. Bye.